Here's what I need you to do for me, if you will, is to go on um, your Facebook and share. Share the live stream right now to all of your friends and family and help us get this Word out. Amen? It's all about spreading the Gospel. And I want to tell you, when this new technology came out, I was talking to the Lord about this. I said, you know I fought this technology thing. because, I mean, just the idea of preaching on the Internet... Uh, just, I was really crazy about it at all. Um, you know, I'm not a computer person for one thing. And, um, you know, just didn't see the need of it. But the Lord has showed me the this, this culture that you and I are living in today, the young people. Young people live their lives on the Internet. And unfortunately, if we're going to reach some younger generations, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to reach out to them the best way we can. And so the Internet is simply a tool that we can use to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? I, I use my personal one as a billboard sign. That, that's what Facebook is to me. It's a billboard sign. Whatever's going on at the church, I'll just put on there. And, um, and that's, my, um, that's my billboard sign. Amen. To let everybody know what's going on. So turn your, turn your Bibles with me to the book of Hebrews. We're looking at the 11th chapter this morning. And uh, I'm going to be reading to you not only from King James on this verse, I'm also going to read to you the Amplified Bible. I like the Amplified because it amplifies it also it shows you the King James words and then it amplifies some words for you. And it gives you a deeper understanding of God's Word and that's why I like to amplify it. But I will tell you, I, don't, I do not endorse a lot of translations. Um, do not endorse NIV. Uh, do not endorse um, some of these translations that they have out there because they're simply taking Scriptures right out of the Bible and they're not in the Bible at all. And we may teach, we may teach on that one day of the Scriptures that are actually missing from the Bibles today. And I encourage you to have a Bible you can sit in your lap and turn your pages. And uh, you know, so many young people look at on their phones, they go to the internet, and they got the they got the app on their phone, and I do too. But I believe in the last days that the Antichrist is simply going to change the words on that app. And it ain't going to be the Word of God no more. And so we need something we can highlight, something we can touch and turn pages on it. Amen? I said amen? amen. All right. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, if you'll stand for the reading of God's Word, and we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Thank you so much for honoring the Lord this morning. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And the Amplified says, Now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Father, we thank You this morning for the reading of Your Word. Father, we ask You for an anointing this morning to come in as we begin to talk about greater faith. Lord, we need greater faith to live in this time. You said in Your Word that the just shall live by faith. And I believe that the just is going to live at all in this day and time that we're living in and the, and the end of time to come that we're going to have to live by faith. And Father, I thank You, Lord, that You're giving us Your anointing, You're giving us Your presence. Now open up the hearts and the minds of Your people. I rebuke distracting spirits, discouraging spirits, anything that would distract the people from hearing what thus saith the Holy Spirit this morning. Let us receive Your Word. Let's receive Your Word with gladness and let us apply Your Word that we hear today in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise this morning. Amen. God is a good God. We're talking about increasing our faith. How many of y'all know we need our faith to be increased? Amen? 
Turn your Bibles to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3. This is one of my favorite Proverbs that the Lord taught me when I was a young man. Um, in Proverbs, chapter 3, I would encourage you to highlight it, verse 4 uh, through verse 6. In Proverbs, chapter 3, in the King James, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not to thy own understanding. Church, this is so important. This is so important right here. Listen, we got to trust the Lord with all of our soul. When you see the word heart, we're talking about our soul. That's a, I heard a preacher one time, well, he's supposed to be a preacher, but he started talking about heart, and then he started talking about the physical organ. I'm like, brother, we're talking about soul here. Not the physical organ is pumping blood here. Amen. But your soul. So when you see the word heart, we mean soul. So when you trust in the Lord with all of your soul, amen, and lean not into thy own understanding. Uh, believe it or not, education can dumb you down. Well, I got no amens on that. Then you've never had a child in college. <laughs> if I got no amens, I'm telling you, education can dumb you down. I remember when my daughter went to West Georgia right down the road. And before she went, I mean, she understood the Word of God. She understood the Word of faith. But when she got into that college, that college began to unravel everything that her mother and I had taught her through the years. And she began to question if God was even real by the time she graduated from college. And, uh, and so that was a battle that Angel and I had to, had to deal with. And we're still dealing with it today. So education can actually dumb you down. But listen, when it comes to faith, you cannot rely on your education. When it comes to faith, you cannot rely even on common sense. Amen? My daddy used to tell me that education was good. He said, but common sense goes even further. Uh, there's a lot of uh, educated people out there that don't have common sense. Have anybody ever met any of them? Boy, they can read you a book and they can pronounce all kind of crazy words, but they don't even know how to crank a lawnmower. Hello? You know what I'm talking about. They, they ain't got enough sense to come in out of the rain. Amen? Well, that's Miss Angel too. She ain't got enough sense to come out of the rain either. <laughs> but praise the Lord. You know what I'm saying there. Education is there. The, the diploma is there. But man, they ain't got enough common sense to walk down the road. Uh, so we got to have common sense. My daddy told me, he said, he said I didn't, he didn't have a lot of education, but he, he knew the Lord had blessed him with common sense. And I praise God that he blessed me with some common sense too. I can't say I've always used it. Amen. How many of us got, have, God's blessed you with common sense, but you admit you have not always used it. Amen. We need to get back to using common sense. Praise the Lord. But Proverbs chapter 3, verse 4 and 5, it says, verse 4 it says, So thou shalt find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not into thy own understanding. Verse 6 is so key. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. Who? Jesus. Acknowledge the Lord, and He shall direct our path. How many of us realize that we need to hear from Jesus? Amen? We need to hear from Jesus. I was talking to a, to a, a, a dear soul just um, Friday afternoon. Um, the guy come back and he, he changed his tires for us at the shop. And, and I was talking to him and he was telling me, he says, oh, he, says, I, he says, I talk to the Lord, but I don't pray. And that got my attention. I said, okay. You talk to the Lord, but you don't pray. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, well, I just talk to the Lord like I'm talking to you. I said, brother, I do the same thing. I said, that is prayer. See, the simple definition of prayer is communication. Amen? And in communication, those of us been married more than one week know 
that we've got to hear our spouse when they're talking to us. Amen? We can't do all the talking. We've got to be able to do some listening too. Brother Larry's chuckling, so I know I hit his toe right there. Amen? And, and I learned that early in our years of being married to Angel, that when she's talking, she wants to be heard. I got any witnesses in the house. Amen? And so communication is a two-way street. We've got we to gotta give some words, and then we've got to hear some words. But so many people go to God in prayer, and they give words... And they say amen and they get up from the altar and never give an opportunity for God to speak to them. And the reason is that they don't think they can hear from God. I will tell you the simplest way to hear from God is just get in the Bible. Get in the Word. Begin to read the Word. And the Word will come alive to you. And then when the Word comes alive to you and you begin to see things you didn't see before, that's God speaking to you. He's speaking to you. But you can hear His voice leading you and guiding you this morning. Amen. So we've got to learn to trust in the Lord with all of our soul. Trust in the Lord with all of our soul this morning. Amen. And I like what Amplified says that you cannot comprehend, uh, faith comprehends uh, faith as, as, as fact. It cannot be experienced by the physical senses. And, uh, and it's so true. I mean, we can feel the wind, but we can't see the wind, right? We don't know where it's coming from. We, we see the effects of the wind. You can see the effects of faith, but you can't reach out and touch it. You can't smell it. You know, you can't pick it up and carry it around with you. It's got to be in you. Amen. And you got to believe that faith is real and that your faith is real. Amen. And it, so faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. But praise God, if you have some faith, your physical senses will begin to see the reality of your faith. Amen. So um, we talked last week, and unfortunately, we don't know what happened live stream. We didn't record, so we didn't get no recording last week of, um, of Abraham's story of crazy faith. So I just want to recap for just a moment. As we went in and we looked at the story of Abraham, and uh, I say story, but you know when I'm saying story, it's historical fact, right? I, this is a historical fact. This actually happened. This isn't some Sunday school story that somebody made up to teach kids something. This is a historical document of what happened. And uh, science has went back and they have, the archaeologists have dug up the cities that Abraham said was there in the exact place that Abraham says, this is where it's at. And they've dug it up. They've proven Abraham's journey was real. Uh, so we know that Abraham was a real person. This is a historical fact. Abraham had what I call crazy faith. Crazy faith. Because here is a God that nobody's ever heard of before. Here's a God that nobody, that no, I mean, that Abraham knew was talking to him, amen? And, and so here's a new God. Everybody else has got their own gods. And, and, and Abraham is, is telling his parents, he's telling his, his dad and his mom, and he's telling his brothers and sisters, he says, I, I'm going to follow this God that's telling me to leave the country. Amen? And you think about it, that God told Abraham, I want you to leave the country. When you, I mean, y'all ready to pack up right now? And go to Africa. Hmm? Has anybody here ever been to Africa? We can probably find it on a map. We can Google it. In today's technology, we got Google Earth, man. We can Google Earth that thing, right? But we've never physically been there. Can you imagine you just leaving the sweet town of Bowden? And, and of course, you can't take your house with you, so you got to sell that thing. You can't take your car. you got to give that away. And uh, you, know, you ain't got but maybe a suitcase, so you're going to have to throw some clothes away, too. Come on, church. And you're going to go to a place you've never been, to a language you've never heard of before that you can't speak, and you're going to go because God told you to go. 
That's some crazy faith right there. I envy missionaries. Missionaries who know that they've been called by God to go somewhere and minister for Jesus Christ. And they have the courage enough to leave the comfort of home and leave their comfort of their country that they live in and go to a foreign land to be a witness of Jesus Christ. That's some crazy faith right there. Amen? And we need some crazy faith in our life. We need some crazy faith. So God told Abraham, I want you to leave your country. Then He says, I want you to leave your, your relatives. Amen? And I'm telling you, sometimes when you're following God, you've got to get away from your family sometimes. Because your family will try to talk you out of following God. Well, are you sure? You know. Remember that time that you thought God told you to go over here and you, know, you got in trouble? We had come save you. Remember that time you wanted to move to Texas and, and then next week I had to go pick you up? You remember those days? Are you sure God's telling you to leave now? So the family will begin to talk you out of what you know God is calling you to do. Amen. Now what's important here is he also says, I want you to leave your father's house. You've got to realize this is a different culture than you and I are living in. In his culture, he was to inherit everything his daddy had. He was supposed to take care of his parents in their elderly age, and he would be the heir of their family wealth. And God's saying, I want you to walk away from all that. Walk away from your family wealth. Walk away from your inheritance and come and follow me. This is huge. This is huge. And then God is saying, I want you to live in a tent. Come on, ladies. Y'all ready to follow your husbands? Go live in a tent. Come on, let's get out of the house. Let's forget about the strong roof over our head. Let's forget about that strong wall. And let's go live in a tent. Man, this sounds like camping fun to me. Yeah, right, until that first rainstorm comes. Amen. I told you the story last week of how Angel and I went camping the last time we went camping, actually. This was the last time we slept in a tent, by the way. We went camping with our little teenage girls and the storm. Everything was going good until the storm came. And we're literally trying to hold the tin up to keep it from... And rain is raining on the inside of the tin as much as it was the outside of the tin. And we got soaked. That was the last time. <laughs> Angel said her, her idea of camping is in a hotel somewhere. Amen. That's her idea. You, you with her sister Jan in a hotel somewhere where you can control the temperature. Yeah, that's Angel's idea of camping. Um, but can you imagine... I mean, you've got to give credit to Sarah. You've got to give credit. I mean, she's following her husband... How many of you wives are willing to follow your husband blindly where he says the Lord is telling him to go? Huh? That means you've got to leave the comfort of your, your land, your family, your home, your kitchen that you like to cook in. You're going to be cooking over a fire outside camping style. Amen. You're going to be living a, what we call a nomad lifestyle. And the word nomad, think about the word mad is in the, is in the name, so you know you must be crazy to live this way. Amen. So Abraham had crazy faith. He took a leap of faith and he followed God. How many of us are grateful today that Abraham obeyed and followed God? We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for Abraham having some crazy faith. Amen. So I told you that my first crazy faith leap was when I came out of the army. When I walked away from a 13-year career that I, have, I was in, and God told me, I went in for my family, and God said, you're going to get out for your family. Because if you keep staying here, your wife's going to divorce you, and you ain't going to see these kids growing up. And I'm going to tell you, that was a struggle for me. I had a guaranteed paycheck. I had guaranteed medical. I had a guaranteed retirement. I was a staff sergeant in the Army. I wasn't no private. I mean, I had some rank. I had position. I had authority. 
And God says, I want you to walk away from all that. I, I wrestled with this. I said, God, what about my benefits? What about that retirement? I mean, seven more years, God, and I can retire. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I'm going to give you a retirement that the army cannot touch. Amen? I'm hanging on to that promise even today. That God's going to give me a retirement that the army cannot touch. That was my first leap of faith and obeying God. I knew God had told me to get out. And I'm so grateful today as I look back, I'm glad that I had enough courage to step out and get away from that comfort zone. Amen. And get back into the civilization. Because I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that. I thank God for that first crazy leap of faith. But I want to talk to you about my second crazy leap of faith this morning. My second crazy leap of faith was in 2016 when I decided to leave the security of working for somebody and begin to work for myself. For years, I had talked to my buddies as we would turn wrenches together and I would, we would, I would talk for years. It was, in, it was already in me. I would ask questions. I said, I wonder what it's like to be on our own. What's it like to have our own shop? You know, have our own customers. I mean, we're making these companies money and we're getting paid pennies here. You know, we're not getting paid nothing compared to what the shop is actually getting paid. And, and we're making them rich while we're living paycheck to paycheck. And it was in me. It was in me to leave the security of working for somebody and to step out and work for myself. And in 2016, I got to a place in the Lord where I had enough courage to do that. I walked away from my security blanket. I walked away from a security net, what I call a safety net. See, when you're working for somebody, um, you know it don't matter how much you go, whether you're prosperous or not, you still get a paycheck. You know. You know if you go on vacation, don't work at all that week, you still get a paycheck at the end of the week. That's a security. And I had that security. And I had benefits. Blue Cross, Blue Shield had benefits. And that's a security. But when you walk away from an employer and you're walking out there by yourself, there ain't no guarantee on Friday that you're going to the bank with a check. There ain't no guarantee that you're going to be able to afford that insurance that you need. There ain't no guarantee. So my second crazy leap of faith happened in 2016 when I walked away from security and picked up a wrench for myself. And I want to tell you, I thought I understood faith. I did. I thought I knew what it was like to walk by faith. But I had no idea what faith really was. And so I had to believe God for the next meal on the table. When I put myself in a position where if, it, if God didn't come through, it just wasn't going to happen. That's crazy faith. When you put yourself in a situation where if God don't come through, I mean, how many, we go to God, but we got plan B. You know, we got plan C. We go to God in prayer and say, God, we want you to do this. But if you don't move, this is what I'm going to do. But when you go to God and say, God, I have no plan B. I have no plan C. If you don't come through, I'm in big trouble. I still had a mortgage. I still had a family to take care of. I still had a light bill. I still had all these bills like everybody else has. But instead of me relying on an employer, I had to rely on God. And I'm going to tell you something. I started off with one customer. One customer. 
And this customer came to me. He says, think about God. Is he put this inside of me. He put this dream in me to be on my own. And my one customer that I started off with, he came to me one day when I was working for an employer. And he says, hey, when are you going to go out on your own? Uh, whoa, what? <laughs> Ain't no conversation with anybody around you about me going out on my own. You know, we don't, hey, keep that down. We don't want my, my boss to hear that, you know. Well, I sure will be going out on my own then. And he says, when, he says, when you, this is what he told me, when you leave here and go on your own, I mean, this is how God, God will use people to talk to you. When you go on your own, you call me. I got trucks I want you to work on. I called him up one day. Hey, you remember that conversation? I really hope you meant it. I really hope you meant what you said. He said, oh, I did. He said, what time can you be here? I started off with one customer. And that one customer turned into many. You see, when I started off in 2016 with that one customer, I had to... You know, you can only believe what you can believe. Amen? And all I could believe for at that time was to replace my paycheck. If God could just... Give me enough business to give me the same amount of money that my employer was giving me. I'm going to be okay. I'll be able to pay my bills. I'll be able to pay the mortgage. I'll be able to put food on the table. I was used to living at that level. I was used to living at that money income. And I'm going to tell you, I, I believe God. I said, God, I, I'm believing you just to replace my income. And you know, the funny thing about it is when you're believing God like that, it shows. And everybody knows. I had a transmission to pull out of a truck one day, and, and I had no shop now. I'm, I'm a mobile man. I'm, I'm on the highway. And I went to this yard, and for the first time, I had no idea what I was facing. I never pulled no transmission out outside on somebody else's yard, and there ain't no concrete. Huh. There ain't no concrete, okay? There ain't nothing to roll that nice transmission jack on. And so I'm out there, and I'm replacing this guy's transmission, and when I got done, I gave him the invoice. And this guy looked at me and he says, Oh, I see what you're doing. You're just trying to replace your paycheck. And that hit me. Yeah. Yeah, because that's about all I can believe for right now. That's all I can believe for. I'm just trying to replace my paycheck. And he knew it. He knew it. But I'm going to tell you something, church. God will always take you to a higher level. You see, I had to move from believing God for just my paycheck to believing God for more than enough. How many of you realize that God is more than enough? He told Abram, leave your father's house, leave your inheritance, leave this wealth behind. And the Bible tells us that Abraham, God made Abraham rich. Abraham, listen, trusted God so much that when, the, when somebody else wanted to give him something to give him, make him wealthy, he said, no, don't let it be said that man made Abraham rich. Let it be said that God made Abraham rich. Amen. See, you've got you to realize where you are. Where is your faith level? I can remember, an angel can tell you, I can remember when, when we, were, we would struggle just to believe God for $100. I need an extra $100. And I will tell you, it took every believing power in our being just to believe God for an extra hundred dollars. Have you ever been there? See, we had what I call hundred dollar faith. 
Some people have $20 faith, and that's all they can muster. I, I believe I can, I can, God can give me $20. And, you know, you may have to borrow it, you may have to ask somebody for it, you know, but you know, God will give you that $20. But God wants to take you beyond $20 faith, and He wants to raise you up to $100 faith. I'm going to tell you, God took me up from $20 faith to $100 faith. God took me up from just believing for my weekly paycheck I had for an employer and believed Him for more than enough. Amen. And today, I'm not telling you I'm rich, but I'll tell you this, I don't sweat over believing God for $100 no more. Now i got $1,000 faith. I know God can give me $1,000. Why? Because I've already got experience that He's done it. Amen. He can do it. So where is your faith level? I use money to, to identify where you are in your faith level. But honey, this goes also in your body, your physical healing. Can you believe God just to heal you of a headache? Maybe you ain't got cancer healing faith yet. But can you believe God to heal you of a headache? You see, you, you got to know where you are. You got to know where you are. I, I went and saw a man in the hospital. He's ate up with cancer. And I went and saw him in the hospital just yesterday, and as I'm walking in, now y'all know, hey, I'm Pentecostal. I'm about to lay hands on somebody, and we're going to pray for healing. Amen? I'm, I'm quick to slap somebody with some oil. You know what I'm talking about. Lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Y'all know that about me. But as I'm getting out of, out of my trunk, and I'm going, getting ready to go into this hospital, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? I said, you want me to, believe, you want to pray for his healing? And the Lord said, no. I said, why? And the Lord said, because his faith level is not there. I said, Lord, what do you want me to believe? He said, he has enough faith to believe for salvation. He says, start there. So when I talked to the sick man, I talked to him about salvation. I didn't talk to him about healing. Amen. But I told him, I said, when the Lord brings you up out of this hospital bed, brother, you come to church. And if he ever shows up at this church, I'm going to hit him with healing after healing after healing until he gets the faith, amen, until we get him healed of that cancer. How many of y'all believe that God is still a cancer healing God? Amen. But you got to know where your faith is, church. And don't be ashamed if your faith level is not where you want it to be. Because, honey, we all have got to learn to walk in faith. It's okay to say, I just don't have enough faith for that. You know, it's okay. Somebody wants to pray with you and, and pray about something, it's okay to look at them and say, you know, you pray because I just don't have enough faith for it. I, I'll just be honest with you, I just don't have enough faith for it. That's okay. That's not something to be ashamed of. You know where you are. Go to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. And look at verse 23. Mark chapter 9. There's a lesson here to be found in Mark chapter 9. Once again, I didn't mark my Bible. I didn't cheat this time and mark my Bible. So i got to turn there while you're turning there also. But Mark chapter 9 is where Jesus is, is, this man wants Jesus to heal his son. And it's the words that this man speaks back to Jesus that we need to take a really close look at. Okay, Mark chapter 9, looking at verse 23 through 20 and 24. Mark chapter 9, I'm going to read you King James, verse 23 and 24. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, 
Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. He was being as honest as he could. Lord, I believe. He believed that Jesus was the Messiah. He believed that Jesus had the authority to heal. He believed that Jesus possessed the healing anointing and that Jesus could heal this child. But then he also tells the Lord, he, he was checking himself, and he was being honest with Jesus and saying, Help thou my unbelief. You got to know where you are. Where is your faith level? Where is your faith level? Amen. If you got $2 faith level, then, then stretch yourself and say, I'm going to do everything I can to believe God for $3 until you get there. And then when you get to $3, I'm going to, believe, I'm going to do everything I can to believe God for $4. And then when you get there, go on again. Hey, God gave me $3. I believe God for $3. And I believe God for $4. He came through. Oh, I'm, I'm going to believe God for $5 now. And that's how you build your faith. And that's how God taught me to build my faith, one customer at a time. What I realized when I left the safety net and I went out there on my own, I mean, if God didn't, listen, if I didn't turn a wrench, we had no money. If a customer didn't give me the business, I had no income. I had no income. I, I had to have a customer. I had to turn a wrench or there would be no money in the bank for Angel to go buy groceries. I had, this, this thing had to be successful. But what I realized real quickly is I had no power to make it happen. I could not force a customer to call me. I could not. I could not force a customer to say yes. I could not. I could not convince anybody, instead of taking your truck to Kenworth, come and see me. <laughs> Amen. Or, or don't worry about Freightliner, I got you, you know. No, I couldn't convince anybody of that. But listen, I can tell you as a testimony, time and time again, God made my phone ring. He made my phone ring. And He's still making it ring today. God makes my phone ring. I testified to you before that when I needed money, God always gave me an extra job. Boss would walk up me at the end of the, at the, end of the shift. You want to work some overtime? No. And then God would say, didn't you just ask me for more money? Yeah. But I didn't want to work for it. Huh? Angel, on the other hand, that girl, I don't know what, y'all need her, Angel to lay some, lay some hands on y'all because that girl can go to the mailbox and somebody else in her check. I don't understand that. I've seen it happen more times. I can think of at least ten times I can remember Angel goes to the mailbox and somebody sends her a check. Amen. It don't happen every day. If it did... Man, we'd be living on hot life, you know, but, but it's happened. But when I need extra money, and when I'm believing God for finances, God makes the phone ring, or God sends the extra work. Amen. To be done. So I'm going to tell you, God always made my phone ring, but I had to trust Him. I could not lean on my own understanding. I could not lean on my own education. I could not lean on my own ways. I had to believe God to make the phone ring. And then I had to go past the phone ringing to believe in God that I had enough insight to fix the truck. God would begin to tell me things were wrong with the truck that the computer couldn't figure it out. You ever had one of them things? You, you, know, they, you ever went somewhere and they put your car on a computer and uh, they can't figure out what's wrong with it? You know, it's still acting crazy. I've had God speak to me and tell me exactly what it was. 
But go beyond what a computer can tell you. And I had to learn to trust God. There was times, I will admit to you, I got in over my head. I took on jobs that were bigger than me, took on jobs that I had never done before, I had no experience in doing, and I had to trust that God was the next step. What do I need to do? Sometimes the Lord said, pick up the phone and call so-and-so. I call them up. Hey, can you help me out with this? Can you help me think this through? And they would walk me, oh yeah, I've seen that before. And they would walk me through the experience of it. But I had to trust God in everything that was pertaining to my business. Everything I had to trust God for. And when I did, my faith began to grow. And I, and I began to grow spiritually in, in God's Word and to grow spiritually in my belief of what God was telling me to do. But look at what this man says. Help thou my unbelief. It's okay to say, God, I just I need more faith. It's okay. So I'm not a spiritual giant. Amen. Listen, I, I'm, I'm testifying to you today, but I'm still not a spiritual giant. I'm working on it. Amen. We're all working on it. I still have not arrived. Nobody will ever get to the place where they say, I have arrived spiritually. I have arrived with my faith. No, we, this is a faith walk. This is a faith journey. And we will continue to walk this for eternity. I got news for you. Learning doesn't stop when you die. We're going to be learning in heaven too. We're going to be learning more in heaven. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. God, how can I increase my faith? By hearing more of God's Word. By hearing more of God's Word. I, right now, as I'm speaking to you, faith is stirring inside of some of you. And last week I was talking to the young people about the dreams that, that they have in their hearts that God has placed in them. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not, you're never too old to dream. You're never too old to do what God has placed upon your heart to do. If you're still breathing, then reach out in faith and do what it is that God is wanting that you wanting to do. Because I'm going to tell you, most of your dreams, God implanted those. Amen. Now, if they lead you to harm, they lead you against God, they keep you out of church, then that's the devil planting seeds in you. Get away from those. But if it'll bless you, it'll bless your family, those are God dreams. God dreams. And so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Listen to me real carefully. You want to write this down. You've got to learn to feed your faith. You've got to learn to feed your faith. And I, and I know people who do not read their Bible at all. There's, there's people who go to church and the only time they look at their Bible is on Sunday morning. That's not feeding your faith. Listen to me. Teaching or preaching once a week is not enough. To feed your faith. You have got to be in God's word daily. God told Joshua to meditate upon the word daily. And then you will have good success. That's what God told Joshua. Daily meditate upon the word. You need to have a good Bible study with God every day. Every day you need to be in God's word. Every day. And if you get to a place where you just can't physically read no more, then you know what? Then find something that can read to you. There's Bible apps that can read to you. There's preaching on uh, TV, the radio. Listen, here at our church, the last two years are on YouTube. Okay? The last two years is on YouTube. The last two years is on our internet radio. All you got to do is go to our, your website. Your website, not mine. Bowden C-O-G. Right there it is on the, on the screen. Bowden C-O-G.org. Go there, click onto the video button, click onto the 
radio button. Click on and listen. If you can't read anymore uh, because your eyes are going dim or maybe you're like precious little sound just never got there. It's okay. You can hear it because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Amen? But in James chapter 1, James chapter 1, verse 6. Oh, this is some good word for somebody this morning. Amen? In James chapter 1 and verse 6. Well, I'm in Ephesians. No wonder it didn't look right. Did y'all turn to Ephesians too? Don't go to Ephesians. Go to James. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I should have marked my Bible. That's what I should have done. I should have cheated. <laughs> in James chapter... Chapter 1. Give me a second to get there. Amen. Some good words today. I hope it's building your faith today. Amen? Is it building your faith, church? You got some dreams? You got some things you've been believing God for this morning? Amen? Oh, here it is. I thought somebody moved James. It's right after Hebrews. James chapter 1 and verse 6. But let him that ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Listen to this. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. In all his ways. We've got to know that our faith is working. We cannot live in doubt. You cannot mix your doubt in your faith. That's why what this man said, help thou my unbelief, is so important. Amen. One day, one day, and people, people go through these cycles. You know, people live a life like a roller coaster. One day they're in faith. Amen. You ever been there? I mean, you're up on cloud nine, you know, on top of the roller coaster. You're in faith. And then the next day you're back down in doubt again. Back down in doubt. And then one day you're in church. And then the next day you're out again. Come on, am I talking to anybody? Unstable in your thinking. Uncommitted in your relationships. Uncommitted in your relationship to Jesus. Uncommitted in your prayer life. We don't pray enough. We don't communicate to the Father enough. We're uncommitted in our prayer life. Uncommitted and unstable in what we believe. How many of y'all believe that this Bible is yes and amen? It is God's Word. Listen, from the, my Bible is God's Word from the table of contents all the way to the last map in my Bible. That's God's Word. It is yes, and it is a man. And we've got to settle this thing. We're living in a world where they're trying to teach our kids there's no absolute truth. And, and this, is, this, is, this is came to the church. I was talking to this man uh, Friday, and he was telling me how he went to church, and he says, he said, but I'll be honest with you, preacher, I went to the bar Friday night. That's what he said. Now, I ain't tell you he was a saint. I said he went to church. He's seeking the Lord. He ain't saved yet. We're working on him. He said, I went to church, and he said, but I went to the bar Friday night, and he said, preacher, I don't understand something. I saw people in the bar Friday night and I saw the same people in church on Sunday morning. He says, I elbowed my wife and I said, ain't that redheaded fellow that's hooping and hollering right now, wouldn't he at the bar Friday night? And his wife's been trying to get him to go to church for a long time. I can just imagine she dropped her head. And she said, yeah. We're, we're unstable in our relationship with Jesus. We're unstable 
in our walk with God. I mean, one day we're in church and then the next day we're at the bar and, and the next day we're out of church and, and the next day we're, we're just unstable. One day we're going to read our Bible and the next day we ain't got time. One day we're going to say our prayers and then the next day we don't believe what we prayed for yesterday. We're just up and we're down. Listen, we've got to get some stability in our life. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We've got to make some commitments, church. I would have never survived my first year in business without a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. I would have never survived that first year in business without me knowing that God is holding my tomorrow. Without knowing that God is the one that's going to make, is going to make that phone ring. I would have never survived church that first year. Oh, but I did survive that first year. I did survive that first year. And I'm going to tell you some more about, about my survival, not just that first year, but the second year and the third year and before I even met y'all. Because God began to walk me through. My, my walk in the business was a walk of faith for me. And I had to believe God for things I never had to believe God for before. It was a walk of faith. But I had to be stable in my mind. I had to be committed to my Lord. I had to be committed to my Bible study. Committed to my prayer life. Committed to Jesus. That's where I had to be. Amen. Brother Al, will you help me move this brother? Come on, Brother Hagen. Amen. This is a good word for somebody today. Which way are you going? This way. As we increase our faith. As we ask the Lord to increase our faith. And I'm going to share something with you that after you experience God the way I've been describing to you today, after you experience this crazy leap of faith, and you're out there, you're believing God like I've been describing to you today, you don't ever want to go back. I, I know that Abraham never wanted to go back home. Not that peace of God work all those miracles. I want to tell you, I never want to go back to working for an employer. Never. Because that would be like me going, that would be like me going to prison. It would be, I would, I would lose my freedom. I would lose my freedom. I never want to go back to those days. I've just seen God do too much. I've just seen God work miracles in my life. He's a miracle working God. I believe, thank you Brother Hayden, I can hear the Holy Spirit came. That song is called I Believe. <laughs> I believe in miracles today. I believe that God can do it today. You see, I know God can do it. I know God can do it. Everybody standing in peace with me this morning. Many of you know I, I went back into business, but I want to tell you, when I went back into business, after I shut my business down, and I'll talk some more to you about that next week. But when I went back into business, I admit, it was not a faith leap at all. I didn't sweat it at all. Why? Because I already been there. I already knew that God could do it. I already saw Him do it. I've already walked with God in the past, and I saw the miracles that God did in the past, you can't convince me that God can't do miracles. He can, whatever He's done in the past for me, He can do in the present. So when I went back into business, just a, just, well, I guess it's been a year now. 
It was not a faith leap. It was not, I just knew God had it. I just knew. Now don't get me wrong, this every day every day faith walk. But you know what I'm saying? I was terrified in 2016 trying to trust God, trying to take a leap of faith. I was terrified of failure. But not now. Now I know God got me. I know God got me. Amen. I, I know God got me. Listen. And y'all know uh, y'all know I work down there at Travis Hill working with Travis. Travis and Trina shut that shop tomorrow. Hey, worried about it. God got another Travis and Trina waiting on me. Amen. I ain't worried about it. Where are you at in your faith walk? Father, we thank you for this morning word, God. We thank you, God, for the blessings in our lives. God, we thank you, Lord, that as we've stirred up the hearts and the souls of your people today, Father, we ask you, Lord, for an anointing that passes all understanding. God, we ask you, Lord, for a faith journey, a faith walk. Lord, that you would take us to a higher level in you. If you're here this morning and you want higher level of faith in God. Will you just raise your hand toward heaven right now? I want a higher faith walk with you. Will you just raise your hand toward heaven? I just want a faith walk with you. Amen. And God will give it to you, church. You just got to trust Him. Trust Him this morning. Father, I pray for those that are listening to me today. I pray that you will stir their faith up, that you will encourage them take that leap that leap where they leave the security of everything they know and they find themselves in the middle of the air knowing that you're going to be there when they land back on the ground Father I thank you Lord this morning as those that are taking a spiritual faith leap inside of their souls this morning as they're saying yes Jesus yes Jesus Yes, Jesus, I'll go. Yes, Jesus, I'll, I'll do what you have put inside of me to do. Father, I pray for these, these teenagers, God, that you will stir up, up dreams. God, that you would put deep desires and dreams into their hearts and souls. God, that you will just stir them up and let them know that you're going to be there with them, that you will walk with them, you will lead them, you will guide them, and give them a ear to hear you more. Give us all a ear to hear you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Come on, church, and say amen. 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 You're here this morning, you know, we got the anointing over, you know, we believe and pray over the sick. If you've got sickness in your body, you got some pain, you want prayer, come on, we'll pray with you. If you want to stand in the gap for somebody, you know, we do that too. Welcome to come, and we'll pray with you this morning. We can't believe God for you, but we can believe God with you. Amen. Anybody want special prayer this morning? Won't you come? Hallelujah. Everybody must be good this morning. All right, come on, brother.
believe in God with this church. And I believe God can heal my brother today. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray over his hand and his arm today. We speak to the nerves inside of his body. We speak to the nerves in the hand and that arm. We bind and rebuke everything that's born in Jesus' name. We speak to the, the body. We speak to the muscles. We speak to the bones and the nerves, the bloodstream. The way God created you is how you are to be. The way God created you in the name of Jesus. In perfect soundness and wholeness right now. We release the anointing, God, that you have placed upon me. We release your word into his life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, in Jesus' name, God. In Jesus' name, right now. The spine begin to line up. The vertebrae begin to line up. Rebuking any pain that may be trying to start. Any pinched nerves in his body, in Jesus' name. Whatever the root cause is, you know. We trust you right now, Lord, for complete healing and restoration in his body. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Anybody else this morning? Come on. Come on. Y'all believe in the Lord loves my sister this morning? Amen. Amen. Believe God can touch her today. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you, God. Lord, for a complete healing right now. Lord, we speak to this situation. We speak to this problem, Lord. We speak peace in the name of Jesus. We speak to remind you of the mind of Christ, the mind of the anointing. We bind any torment spirits that try to keep her awake at night. We bind any spirits that try to torment her in any way. In the name of Jesus, we break the power of the stronghold over my sister. Release your anointing, Holy Father, right now to her mind and her body. We speak peace that passes all understanding. Lord, when she sleeps tonight, let her sleep so sad. So refreshed when she wakes up in the morning that she feels like a whole new person. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, my time of prayer. Oh, your anointed God. The beautiful thing about your anointed Lord is you have no respect for person. Age means nothing to you. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you can heal her and that you are healing her. Lord, that she has activated her faith, that she's put her faith in you. Lord, that she's trusting in your divine presence in her life. Anybody else this morning? Come on. Praise the Lord. Come on, grandparents. Lift your hands up this way. Father, in the name of 
God, that we'll be able to just feel your mighty presence. Sometimes people just need to feel your presence, God. And Lord, we ask you to draw them into your sanctuary. Bring healing and restoration in the family. We speak peace over the family. In Jesus' name, amen. Church. 